What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk, episode 49, the Ron Guidry edition, Louisiana Lightning. I'm your host, J.D. Johnstone. Alongside me always is Dino and De Palma. How are we, boys? How are we doing? I've been better and we're going to get into it right now, Jedi. Yeah, um, a bit of a crappy way to start the week. It's Sunday. Uh, crappy way to start the decade, the new year. Um some sad news. Kobe Bryant has passed away at the age of 41 and a helicopter accident happened today. We found out this morning, got the alerts all over Twitter uh, real quick before we dive into this and break down all the details of what's come out yet. This is only the beginning, by the way. What's your guys' just first thoughts, reactions on it? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> where, to, where to start? Um, it, it's like... Go ahead, Dino. It's just like... You know, it like the baseball community was affected when when Halliday passed, right? But there's like like a larger community that's affected with with Kobe Bryant. Uh, at the age of 41, it's it's so young. Yeah. Um, on top of that, like you know, his daughter on board makes it even worse. There was another parent on board with his daughter. There was a college baseball coach on board. You know, so there's a lot of lives that are being affected today. And, you know, it, you see it around the NBA, it, you know, across sports, all athletes. It's it's shocking. It's sad. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, the right words for it. And it's, like, really difficult. Yeah, it's just – it's wild and it's completely shocking. Like, you just don't see – I think – also, the suddenness of it, considering you know LeBron passing him uh, in in overall points scored in NBA history like yesterday, and so like Kobe was already on everyone's mind when it happened. Um, I know whenever uh, you texted the group chat, Dino, saying about that, like I immediately went to Twitter and looked for it, and the only place I could see it was TMZ. And, you know, they've messed some stuff up before. They've got stuff wrong. So I was really hoping it was just one of those, you know, internet hoaxes. And unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, you spoke about, uh, like, how many different sports it touched, too. Like, even he was huge in Europe, man. Like, all these European players loved him. They say he was, you know, one of their biggest inspirations for, like, why they wanted to play basketball. I, I know um, Joel Embiid said, uh, I think, like, watching him in the 2010 finals or something like that was the reason he played basketball. He never played basketball even before that. Um, but you even see, like, Neymar uh, over there in France uh, for PSG. He scored a goal today, and I don't know if he heard the news directly before going on or whatnot, but but he threw up the 2-4 for Kobe. They were very close. So it's just, it's wild, man. You spoke on it, Dino. He was only 41. Um, strictly sport-wise, he had so much more to give to the NBA. It's unbelievable. I mean, he lives an average life. He's living another 30 years, most of that involved with the NBA growing the game. It's, you know, that's not even touching on the family part. It's, it's depressing, man. It's crazy. You know, and like, I feel really bad for his wife here. Uh, we, we yeah. talked about it earlier, you know, not only, you know, did she hold the family down, you know, he said it in his, in his final speech, you know, he praised how she was able to hold the whole family down while, while he was, you know, obviously playing basketball, financially supporting everybody on top of that. But she now has to raise three kids, one, a, a 17 year old, 
I I believe a seven year old and a three month old. Yep. While mourning the loss of her husband and her second oldest daughter on the same day. And just real quick, Dina, like you, you know, once you get older and, you know, if you ever lose a parent or something like that, you expect to lose people who are older than you. But you like they say one of the worst feelings in the world is a parent bearing a child. So it's unfathomable what she must be going through. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a it's a people are going to ask the question of, you know, why a helicopter? And to inform people who may not know, this is something he's done two, three thousand times in his life. He, he did it. I'm pretty sure, uh, toward, and definitely like in the middle and towards the end of his career, every day before a game, he'd fly a helicopter. In. Well, he'd, uh, yeah, every single day. He said it, it, it just it 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 helped his body. You know, to to be able to perform on a daily basis like he was expected to, sitting in a car for two, three, four hours a day wasn't the route to go for him, you know? So the helicopter ride that they were going on, I think was about 35 minutes long mm. to- in total. I think, you know, I'll, I'll fact check it, but you know, it's not, it wasn't a long flight. Now, having said that the fog was terrible. Um, I just, I put myself in like the shoes of Kobe in the, in that final, 15 20 seconds and i don't know terrifying i don't yeah like i i it's like almost impossible to do because i don't know how i i could i don't even know you know like obviously you have no choice you know that's you know when your time's called your time's called but that's got to be the most frightening 30 seconds of anybody's life is 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 holding your daughter understanding that you know what we're we're in trouble here yeah you know, turbulence is one thing on a flight, but I feel like when a helicopter is having a serious malfunction, you know it right away. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine what that was like. Um, the Orange County baseball coach, Orange Orange County college baseball coach, was on there. The the team met at the Chico field. Today. Legend, yeah, yeah. They're they're having a. Their first game was supposed to be Tuesday. They're trying to figure out if they're even going to play the season. Wow. Um, I did not know that. Wow, just Tuesday, man. Yeah, a lot, lot of lot of lives affected. And, and the crazy thing is, which, you know, where was he going? He was going to a, a travel basketball game for his daughter on the for the Mamba Academy. You know, still connected to basketball. He doesn't have a son, and, and his daughters are probably – you know, better at basketball. His 13-year-old daughter was probably better at basketball than 70% of boys in her age group. You know, so still just committed to the game. You know, you see the pictures floating around of them courtside at the Staples Center. You know, the Grammys tonight are at the Staples Center. It's filled with people outside of it paying their respects. It's, It's about as shocking. I can't think of a death as big than this yeah the only yeah like completely different sport losing pain store but pain was older um and you know game of golf is nowhere near as big as uh um basketball um roberto clemente back in the 60s i mean but like we're talking you know how many years ago that was 30 years for pain store almost 30 years for pain store and you know we're going on 50 for 50 60 for clemente it's it's shocking i mean thurman munson yeah, that's that's a long time ago. I, that's 22 because my parents 
uh, were just talking about that too, like what's like the last like big death. And like they were saying more like not like Michael Jackson that was related to like more like a like a drug thing, more just like a very unexpected death. Yeah, magic, yeah. Like Princess Diana, they said. Uh, yeah. Prince was what was Prince? Prince I, was I don't drugs. even know. But Prince, that was, was drugs. I feel like that wasn't even that big of a hype. I feel like like that was just like oh wow, like he passed or whatever. Like this was this. Yeah, but big. they're like they're older though. Like Kobe was only forty one, man. Yeah, you know, like Munson was thirty two, I oh. believe. Yeah, Munson, Munson was thirty two, flying a, a small aircraft in August. So, you know, like Munson was like, that's the last big sports one I can think of. You know, I, it's, it's up there for me. It, it kind of resembles the Paul Walker death, you know, like the Paul Walker death hurt me probably more than Kobe because I'm not a basketball player. Yeah. And I think part of it, like, like you, Dean, like I really don't have, like, I know you like the Knicks, but, uh, like I don't have like a squad. So, and because of that, like I, I really just followed players and the, I was a huge Kobe fan, man, from lower Marion, you know, just outside of Philly, like not too far from where we're at. So like the connections there and he was just a, a Mamba dude. Like, I mean, he just had ice in his veins. Like, yeah, towards the end of his career, the shooting percentage went way down and he always took a lot of shots, but like he was electric and he changed games and he locked dudes down on defense. And, you know, once he retired, that's whenever I kind of went into the LeBron camp. I've always, you know, followed the players and it's just, it's wild, man. Like you grew up with someone like that and just gone in an instant. Life is yeah. precious, brother. Oh, dude, it's so precious. And you talk about being a Knicks fan. There was nothing better than being a Knicks fan, knowing that the Lakers were coming to town. <laughs> right you know like the gardens the garden has lights on the outside it's normally lit up orange and yep. blue when the knicks play it's lit up you know red white and blue when the when the rangers play or just blue and white depending on the scheme that they're in but tonight it's lit up in purple and gold i love that and you know like they talk about kobe's home away from la and it was it was the garden dude he put on shows <laughs> oh yeah in the garden so you know, watching him play basketball, I mean, for my entire life. Um, do, you was, guys have, do you guys have a favorite Kobe moment? I, I do. Let me his hear final it. game. Uh, his final game's up there for me. It was hands down. I watched every second oh, of so the uh, – I watched the 80 – I watched the entire, the entire duration of the 81-point game. That shit was sick, Tim. And, um. and, I, and I swear to God, every single time he touched the ball – I felt like he was going to shoot it no matter where he was, and it was it going like to go it. in. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jedi? Yeah, it's like what I said, probably the final game that he ever yeah. played. And that was pretty I mean, just to go over his career, too, 18-time All-Star, five-time NBA championship, three in a row, right? I mean, he was with Shaq. I remember Shaq was the big deal, and then he kind of just like took, like I don't want to say the throne, or like just took the show out in L.A. where well, he was the guy. Cool. Those finals versus the Celtics, too, were so great. Mm-hmm. Four-time All-Star Game MVP, two-times wow. Finals MVP. Stud. I mean, yeah, stud. I mean, I'm. there's probably more that I'm not even naming. And he's the only basketball player for the Lakers that both his numbers retired. Half his career number. Half his <laughs> yeah, career it's pretty sweet. I, I didn't know both of them were, were retired. I knew that he did have two numbers. I didn't know both were retired, though. Just a legend. Cool. Um, my favorite was 
it, it's you know it's shitty what happened to him. But when he blew out his Achilles, man, and that dude stayed in the game and hit down two free throws and then got helped off the court. Or I'm pretty sure he walked off the court too, like slowly walked off the court. Like talk about like determination and that that just speaks to who Kobe was. Like he refused to lose so many times. And you know, oh my god, man, just absolute nuts. Yeah. He um actually I could even I could I would even probably go back. I think he had a one handed baseline dunk when he was rocking the eight jersey when he mm. was y- when he was young. Young dude, with that with the little fro too. Yeah, like that was you know I I could sit here all night and talk about what he did as a player. Um, but if you really think about the stuff that he did in the basketball community, especially for young generation or like kids, even nowadays yep. and like, dude, how many times, you know, in school, you know, would, would you have a paper ball and there was a trash can <laughs> and you would just pretend to back down <laughs> nobody turn and, and shoot a ball that wasn't even close oh, to the dude. can and be like, Kobe, <laughs> But you, dude, it increased your chances of that thing going in at least twenty five percent if you yelled it in the air. In the air, it, it automatically did. Hundred percent, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, I could be. You could be doing anything. Dude. You could be playing beer pong. It's Kobe. Oh like, yeah, and it has to be a fadeaway too. You got to fade away. Yeah, and 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 look, were there better basketball, be, better basketball players than? Co- of course, but no one was yelling Jordan. No. It was everything was Kobe, everything even even nowadays like no one's backing down people yelling LeBron. No, it's yeah. always been Kobe. So yep. this is just this is shocking. It's sad. Rest in peace to him, uh, his daughter, everyone else that was on board. It's just I, I you know, like you said, De Palma, you, you kind of hope that TMZ TMZ gets this one wrong. I dude, I did. I saw your text and I just. I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah, it's it's rare that TMZ gets the death stories wrong. Uh, they broke Juice World. They broke pretty much anything. And it's and I hate to sound insensitive to all the other people who have passed, but you know when it's non drug related, it's different. And it's and it's yeah, and it's random. You know, like the you know I mentioned the Paul Walker one. Um, that one that one really hurt. This one hurts. And I know Heath Ledger's was a was a drug related one. That one hurt mainly because of you, you probably felt that he was mental, like mentally unstable after, or mental mentally unstable after that movie. But you know, it's sad, dude. It's sad. Uh, not the way you expect to start a new decade at all. Mm-mm. Where do you guys put the duo, like, ranking-wise with Kobe and Shaq? Like, where's that ranking up? All time. I mean, personally, I think, me personally, I think Kobe's the second best player to ever play the game. Behind MJ? Yeah. You know, LeBron, for me, will always be three. Um, You know, and I'm a little biased because I like guys who aren't physically gifted. Like LeBron is like LeBron is, and they gotta work. Yeah, like LeBron's a, uh, freaking nature. Yeah, he's just a man, you know. <laughs> like, but but Kobe was six six. You know, he's still he's still a big dude. But you know, playing playing in in an era of basketball where defense was still a priority, and he made it look easy. Yeah. Um, so if you were to ask me, hey, like, where does this duo go? I don't. I I mean. 
I don't know. You got, I, you got that duo in their prime too. You got Shaq in his prime, who was literally unstoppable, um, and Kobe in his prime too. So they, I mean, in the entire NBA history, top three duo in my eyes. I mean, easily the 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 first two that come to mind is Jordan and Pippen. Yep. And then Stockton and Malone. Yep. You know, those are the two that like right off the bat come to mind without me you know looking up a list and thinking about it but yeah as i say of those i'd put you know Shaq and kobe two behind pippen and mj and then the mailman and stockton at three yeah i just dude there's nothing better than watching him in in the playoffs mm-hmm. dude when that mamba mentality came out man the block the black mamba man just an absolute savage thing. you know and, and even and even in his last game I was I was, I I hoped he shot the ball a hundred times. And it was so what he it was like sixty he scored or something. See, he scored yep. sixty. Like yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> like that's so great. You know, and people forget like that's up there with Jeet's final AB like a walk off single. You know, in the three four hole, like it's perfect. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if you could have scripted a finale any better other than you know him hoisting a title, but. You know, if you really think about it, not many guys play their entire careers in one organization. Twenty plus. Yeah, he did. You know, Um, so like that's just it's it's insane. It's it's I'm like still trying to wrap my head around it. Um, I don't Uh, know another Laker duo, Magic and Kareem. I just wanted to throw that in there too. Yeah, I mean that's a big that's a big (laughs) one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I, dude, I, I, I struggle to find words. Like you would have to ask me questions at this point for me to talk about it because I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. Very shocking. Very like hard to believe still, you know, I'm, I myself, like I'm not a huge, huge basketball fan, but it kind of hurt though, because just growing up, you know, everybody had on the Kobe shoes growing up, like in elementary school, middle school, just like you said, with the paper ball, like that's just such a universal thing. Like, everybody knows who Kobe Bryant is. Like, that's not a question. Like, if you don't, like, what are you doing? You know, like, everybody knows who he is. I always like when someone passes away, I always like looking at stuff that they did uh, in their life. Um, So real quick, I mean, I saw this. I'm a big film guy. I know you guys are a big film guy. I mean, like, this guy won an Oscar last year for a short film. Uh, What was it? A... I believe he did a basketball documentary, and it was a dream of a basketball player. Did you guys see that? I did not, but I'm definitely going to see it now. I, I didn't see it. I saw he won the Oscar, though. Yeah, he won the Oscar last year. Like, I like personally just looking at stuff they did like in their life like while they were here on this earth. I mean, this guy was drafted out of high school at 18 out of Philadelphia. Um, his coach is still the same coach for the high school who was coaching high school, which I find is pretty unreal. Like He was in high school in like the 90s. But, I mean, this guy, he kept saying that, you know, he was one of the hardest workers. You know, every time you went to a basketball arena, there, there was only one guy on the court doing uh, shots before the game. And, you know, it was him getting extra work in. Uh, he went out with the right way. He always played the game right. All the charity work that he did, uh, the Mamba Academy, everything. I mean, this guy was just truly a great guy. I mean. Have you, first of all, his, 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 his book. Um, my buddy just read it. He said the book is absolutely fantastic. Many people don't realize this about Kobe. His sleep schedule was different than, than many was, pro athletes. It was so wild. His sleep schedule. Like he would, he would sleep like three hours. And, and he like, took three, three hour naps. 
Yeah, like he would sleep for like three hours, get up, go to the gym at like two o'clock in the morning. He would like go work out for like three hours, whatever, come back. Like this is when like even when because he because he had a kid when he was I mean in his third year in his career or third year in, in the league or fifth year in the league, whatever, he would go to the gym, whatever, see that like make sure that they got fed in the morning, all that type of stuff, came back, like, was spent time around and whatever, took a nap, and then went to the gym, went to a shoot-around, did his, uh, his like, pregame stuff, then took another nap right before his game, played, and then reset the schedule. So, like, he, according to his book, he slept whenever he could, really, but only for, like, two or three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Because he was I mean, so dedicated to his craft. That's unbelievable in my opinion. You're great for a reason, man. I mean, the only way that you achieve greatness is, I mean, if you're just like hard work and you're just like so dedicated like that's where you're going to get like nothing in your way. And that's that's rare too, I feel like. You know, that's very hard to find people that are like that. You know, like Kobe Bryant's obviously one of them. I feel like Jeter's one of those guys that's just like, I'm here to prove everybody wrong. Like, you know, that type of mentality is so hard to find in people, not only in sports, just in life, maybe in general, like doing like someone that's a businessman, just like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong and just like keep working and working until you like achieve your goals. Yep. Married to the game. And I think we all think it's appropriate, uh, before we, uh, move on from this, uh, topic with, a uh, eight seconds of silence. Start now. Thank you. Um, so let's move on. We talked last uh, week about the Astros punishments a little bit, um, but we were talking about stay tuned for the Red Sox punishments because they haven't even been hand, uh, handed out yet. Alex Cora, we talked about, was dismissed, a.k.a. fired from his job. Um, but let, why don't we just predict maybe what we think is going to happen? Like, Do we think they're going to get a worse punishment? Or like maybe a lesser punishment than like what the Astros did because they were basically caught for the same exact thing. I don't think they're going to get punished nearly as harshly. I think they're still going to get punished. If you were to ask me to project it, I would say just cut it in half and say they're going to get fined two and a half million, lose draft picks for a year. You know that's probably the the best way I can gauge it, but hard to. Uh, you know, hard to yeah, gauge. Is it, it. Yeah, because I haven't read up on the socks as much. So, like, is it legit the same thing? Like, were they banging on a trash can? Like, or were they like using technology in another manner? So, like, no, I guess that I guess it, that will come out with the report. Like, what exactly they were doing? They were caught using their video replay room, and they. I don't know if I don't. I really don't know how it was working because I know they were using their replay room, yeah. but I don't know how using the replay if you're replaying stuff. Like, I don't know how that was helping you. So maybe they were using, like, live footage, too. And, like, but they were, like, using their replay room, they said. To yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm curious to see is, like, how, like, because I know there's technology involved. But, like, because if Cora was the mastermind behind all of it and, and he brought it there, like, it's got to be, in my eyes, it would be something more elaborate. Because, like, banging on a trash can is still pretty rudimentary, like way to relay the signals to your hitter. It's pretty effective, but like, I'm wondering if the Sox had something even like another step up pure speculation, but 
Uh, if it comes out it, and, and it is that and it's even more technology, it's got to be a worse punishment. Um, you know, they already took the step in fire in the fire in Cora, but yeah, a lot of draft picks. And, you know, I think $5 million is the maximum they can, uh, the commissioner can levy as a fine. So at least that, and it's got, it's got to be draft picks too. And since we are speaking about punishments, we're talking about cheating technology use, the MLB like award show. I don't know if you want to call that. I don't know like the specific name for it. It's just the day where, uh, all the players who received their or were announced that they got the awards, like the MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, uh, last night was the night that they actually received the award and they gave their speeches in front of all the uh, baseball association writers and all that good stuff. And uh, Justin Verlander made a comment. I, this is the first time I guess he was public, uh, publicly out um, and about like in front of uh, the press so he could talk about sign stealing and stuff like that. And instead of saying, I'm sorry, I apologize, which he, what he should have done. And none of the Astros have done except for Dallas Keuchel. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, he said, you know, the Astros are technology, techno, what is technology very advanced with CC Sabathia sitting 10 feet in front of him. And it was reported CC Sabathia looked away and was very, very pissed. What a coward. What do you guys think about this? I mean, was it a joke? It was a joke because everybody laughed and he <laughs> laughed when he said it. I mean. He said the Houston Astros are, are technologically very- advanced. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just. Too soon, dude. Yeah, way yeah. too soon. And, it, dude, it's it's in bad taste, man. Like, it's not even like a good joke. Like. Like, why did everybody laugh is what I'm wondering. Like, what was so funny? Nervous laughter. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, like, like, who the fuck do you think you are? It, thank you. <laughs> to be making a joke like that. Like, Justin like, Verlander. Like, Verlander has what? One ring? 2017? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Just go shove that up your fucking crack, bro, because you're not going to get another <laughs> one. So, like, uh, you, know what's, you know what's hilarious? Uh, your nude pictures online. That's hilarious. Everyone's seen your wife naked. How about that? <laughs> you know I mean? Is that too soon? You know what I mean? Like, come on. I was just going to say that. But, but, but I mean, I, mean like, but I just, I don't understand. I, what's that? <laughs> no, I don't understand. I don't, I still, you voted for him to thinking that he should have gotten a Cy Young. I still don't know how he won because Justin Ver, or Garrett Cole won that. He was better in basically like every statistic except for like two. That was Garrett Cole Cy Young. I don't know why like he won to begin with. Like I'm, I really uh, don't. Dude, I'm so happy he won because once again, it's going to be the last one he ever sees because Cole's going to win back to back to back to back <laughs> Cy Youngs Too as bad. a New York Yankee. So like I don't like – Verlander, dude, here's here's a reality check for you. You're going to be playing in the wild card game at best next year, at best. Over under eighty five and a half wins for the Houston Astros next year. Over. I over. personally, I personally think under because I really don't think they're going to hit. I think Jose Altuve is going to bat like two forty, and I think Alex Bregman's going to bat like two sixty. Watch it, ladies and gentlemen. I guarantee you. And Carlos Correa. He's already untalented. Like everybody said that he was going to bat 300. He batted like 260 last year. He sucks and he was cheating. So get ready for the 180 batting average this year. 
What do you guys think? Over under 85 and a half games. I'm going, I'm going over. I would go over too. I think they're too talented. No, I think it's going to be like 82 wins. They still like they lose Cole, but I still, yeah, I think uh, just barely over. They go 82 and 80. It is going to be all over the sports news that like these guys literally cheated to win. Right. Um, I think if they win 90, I mean, even if they win 90, I'm sitting here saying like, well, there's the difference. Yeah. Big difference. But not even that, though, Dean. I mean, look, think about how many losses they had on the road, and they were, like, unbeatable. I mean, yeah, they were unbeatable at home. They're not going to be anymore. They no, don't they're the losses they're going to have. No, they're going to get touched up at home a little bit because in a three-game set, I am not scared of any of their arms anymore. Like, they're going to get touched up. Like, let's not yeah. forget this. Verlander's a year older. Like, he ain't getting younger. And you lose the best pitcher in baseball. And you lose the best pitcher in baseball. Like, they're going to get touched up a few times. And once again, once again, if Springer doesn't get drilled, first AB <laughs> is spring training, I'm going to be pissed. And the first of the regular season. I think I would wait for spring training and do it in the first game of the regular season. No. You only got one shot, one opportunity. I would rather have Jose Altuve get drilled. I, to be honest, I, I, Springer would be great. Jose Altuve would be amazing. Or just drill them both. <laughs> they drill the entire lineup. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> Go ahead. But um, I said we were going to talk about it. Dallas Keuchel, do you guys accept his apology? He went out and, and public, publicly said to the press – um, although this did not, like he said, like this didn't really affect my game cause he was a pitcher, but I do apologize for my actions and the organization I participated in uh, as in the Houston Astros of the 2017, uh, team. Do you guys accept, like, I feel like I accept that apology because one, he really didn't do anything Two, He's a man for saying like, Hey, I'm sorry. I have balls. You know what I mean? Like I accept this apology, move on. Good for you, Dallas Keuchel. I hope you do great this season. I 100% accept his apology. 100%. He's the first one to at least be like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry I was a part of it. You know? And like, good. Apologize for it. That's the only thing people want. That's the only thing people want is for someone to just sack up and be like, yep, we cheated. Yeah, just, suffer some of that uh, public humiliation a little bit, like a little bit even more. You know, like, uh, but but having said that, I do think his apology is very condemning uh, to the organization that this is like he's confirming this. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That this is what happened. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I respect it, uh, him being the first one too. But you know, I don't know if you know accepting is the right word. Like, I, I know where he's coming from, and yeah, he may. Uh, have condolences about it and he may feel bad about it but i think it's one of those things that you know you got to let simmer for a little bit before in my eyes you know you're talking about accepting apologies you can acknowledge it but i don't accept it yeah i mean i i'm, I'm, more, I'm looking one forward the, more one to the scandals ever like come on it's ridiculous yeah i'm looking forward more to altuve and bregman because they re- like if they don't say anything man they deserve to get just like absolutely booed every single at bat, and I cannot wait. I they're think not. They're I think, not going to. Well, yeah, because they're going to be yeah. home half the season. No, they're they're not going to because you saw what happened with the steroid era, guys. 
they're not go they're not going to because they're deathly afraid of guess what you're never going to see the hall of fame yeah uh, yeah i don't think they do Jose i don't think they, they kind of refuse to acknowledge it Jose Altuve doesn't belong in the hall of fame okay automatically well, now i understand that but the problem with that is is there haven't been many really good hall of fame second basemen yeah because he cheated he's not good i mean he's good no, he's not great. He's okay. <laughs> but but having said that, I didn't realize that that video of him pointing, saying "Don't take off my jersey" and holding himself was the Chapman slider. Yeah, I've what? been saying that. I've been saying that fucking shit since the day that pitch happened. It was also it was also meaty too. But seeing like everything that's come out with it, and yeah, it, it, it looks horrible. Yeah, dude, like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand it was a roll-me-over that he just ripped. Like, I get it. However, I have said this, and I will stick by this. He knew it was coming. <laughs> he did. Yeah. How are you going to tell me, a guy, that there's 102? You're sitting slider. Wasn't it a 1-2 count, too? No, dude, it was a 2-0 count. You don't sit 2-0 slider against a dude throwing 100. Even better. Even better. Like you're taught as a kid from the ages, no matter where you're, no matter what country you come from and play baseball, when you're 2 0, you sit fastball. That is ingrained in your body from when you're seven years old. And you tell kids you spit on the off speed, and then guess what you're sitting on 2 1 again? Yeah. Fastball. And you are sitting slider. Mm, mm, mm. No, no, cheating fuck. <laughs> yeah, absolute scumbag, scum of the earth. Um, little bit of I don't I don't know if we should call it breaking news because nothing official has happened yet. But Mookie Betts has been in a, in a couple rumors right now for a potential trade for the Dodgers and the Padres. We don't really know which one like is kind of winning the bidding war. I want to say yet. In the beginning of the week, it started like right away with the the Padres, Padres, Padres. Now the Dodgers have been kind of, you know, they snuck their way into this. We heard early rumors vary in the beginning of the offseason, but they died very quickly. Uh, guys, do you think he's going to be wearing a Boston uniform and by the beginning of spring training? Um, I think he is. I don't think it's possible. Like I, I, it wouldn't shock me if it happened. Do I think he's going to be in a Red Sox uniform? Yes. I'm going to I'm going to flip it and say I think he does get moved and I'm going to pray to God he doesn't get moved to the Padres because the Padres are building slowly up to being a contender. Uh I've said this before, I think they're missing some arms, but you can find arms nowadays in a blink of an eye. Yeah. So if he does get moved anywhere, I honestly I do hope it's the Dodgers. So I have a different reasoning, but I'm kind of the same way. I don't want him to go to the Padres because I want the Pittsburgh Pirates to trade Starling Marte to the to the Padres for one of their two best catchers. Um, we need a catcher desperately. So if Mookie goes there, they're not going to be on in on the Starling Marte sweepstakes. So I hope it's the Dodges. But you know, I don't know if it happens right away because it, it, uh, excuse me, if a deal does go through it's going to be a huge one i don't know if it's enough time before spring training starts um 
something like that were to happen. So maybe throughout the year, like they continue to talk. Uh, but I don't know if it'll be before the first game, though. Yeah, I see this being more like kind of like a, uh, the trade deadline time time period, you know, like in the July 31st. Like this is a big trade that would happen then and we'll be talking about it then, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of moving parts to this trade if it does go through. Yeah, and Dean, even bouncing back on your point with the, the Padres pitching, I mean, the MLB's top 100 uh, pipeline prospects just came out, I think it was two days ago, um, and I think number two on that list, I might be wrong, is Mackenzie Gore. And there was a guy, he, they were, he was drafted, I think, like in the mid-first round, so like the 15th pick, and I was very shocked. I remember seeing him, and I was like, this guy has to go like top five. People were passing up on him. And I was like, I don't know why this guy's getting passed up because I thought he was probably the best guy in the draft that year. He's a left-handed pitcher. Um, and now I, I think he's ranked number two on MLB's pipeline prospects. Five. But, yeah. All right. Well, he's going to be their guy for the next like six. That He's legit. He was legit in the draft. I don't know why he didn't go like top three. Yeah. I told you, arms come out of nowhere, dude. Like, the, the old days of, like, oh, you have a guy that throws 100, oh, my God, are over. <laughs> like, if you're not – if every guy you're bringing in from the pen is not 96 to 100, you know, or sitting 96, 98, like, you have an issue. Yeah. Unless it you're a sub so many guy. Yep. Yeah, unless you're a sub guy. <laughs> um, and a little bit of more interesting news, um, big-time news if you're a Yankee fan – the captain, respect, um, Derek Jeter has been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, he'll be inducted this summer in July in Cooperstown, New York. Um, I've actually been talking about it. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of want to go up there and see it because it's someone that I finally grew up watching. You know, like I'm finally I grew up watching this guy and I can see him being inducted like there really hasn't been anybody yet like that for me like my generation so yeah I don't have, know have, fun. <laughs> have fun very crowded yeah yeah let me know how it yeah. goes i was gonna say i heard it's a logistical nightmare i have been to uh cooperstown in you know not during an induction but it, in the summer it's epic um every baseball fan's got to do it but i don't recommend doing it during an actual induction i, I think it's like, like a town of like ten thousand, and it does it's not meant to support that many people i i don't recommend doing it twice <laughs> i don't i don't I want to go back i want to go back so i appreciate it more i i have you been drinking i was 12 <laughs> when i went for cooperstown with the travel baseball oh. Dude, I, I went when i was 20 28 and I hated it. <laughs> the population of Cooperstown in 2017 was 1,700. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> All right, so let me look it up. How many people? All I right, mean, like, well, I feel like I'm setting myself up for a little bit of uh, – not even a little bit. A lot of stress and a lot of overcrowding places where oh, I yeah. can't walk. Because I feel oh, like yeah. this is going to be the yeah, most populated induction ceremony there's ever been for Jeter. Okay, well, let me break down this travel logistics for you, right? You're going to fly out of Fort Lauderdale. Okay, you're going to fly into Albany, New York. It's going to be a three-hour, three, you know, three-and-a-half-hour plane, plane ride to Albany, New York, which, if you haven't been there before, is a shithole. <laughs> you, you are going to take another two-and-a-half-hour drive in a rental car 
around roads that yet northern New York, for for lack of better terms, is a shithole. Then you're going to pull two lane country roads, brother. Yep. Then you're gonna pull. It's very pretty though if you go at the right time. But if you are going to go, then you're going to then pull into this lovely shithole of a town that is populated with less than two thousand people called Cooperstown. You're gonna drive down this one lane road of downtown, <laughs> which has two bars, two pizza places, two ice cream shops a baseballism store, and the Hall of Fame. Now, having said that, if you want to go, then go. But FaceTime me when you're there. I will be on my couch watching his induction <laughs> there. I don't need to see it. So there was the top two crowds. Cal Ripken was the biggest, 82,000 attended the 2007 induction. And then uh, just a couple years ago when Chipper got in was the second largest crowd at 53,000. So Jeter's going to have so- probably somewhere in between. They're probably like high 60s, if not in the 70,000. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was just like a very like a quick thought that went in my mind. So I'm not 100% on the idea, but hey. Never know. Um, before we move on from the Hall of Fame stuff and the Derek Jeter stuff, could we just talk about how there's one a-hole on this planet uh, that, like that's also another coward that doesn't want to be publicly announced because he knows that he'll get like – I don't even like know. Like, he will get murdered if he tries to walk down 161st Street in the Bronx. If you don't know what that is, that's where Yankee Stadium is. Um that didn't vote for Derek Jeter, making him the one person out of 397 <laughs> voters not to vote for this man because of an, in quote, defensive stuff. This guy is sixth all time on the hits list. For anybody that has ever touched a baseball, he's sixth. Let that first, sink in. What, what part of that isn't Hall of Fame? First of all, the... And, and I'm going to wrap this subject up quick because if this guy was in front of me, I'd beat the two cents out of him. But um, defensively, I don't care what anyone says. He was, he was about as locked down defensively as anyone could, could have ever wanted. Okay, I'm sick of hearing people say that he turned routine plays into non-routine plays. That's not necessarily true. Okay, um, if you actually watched him every single game, he, he played a very clean shortstop. Okay, so like I, I, all those critics – like and, and I know baseball people too that have like given the same report and like I could not disagree more. And there are some times where people see different things. Okay, but if you look at like his overall body of work, this question on this ballot is like literally what you sent a fucking girl in middle school. Like, will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> yes or no? It's check Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah, is is Derek Jeter a Hall of Famer? Check yes or check no. This douchebag checked no. I don't know how you do that, but he did and He's a scumbag. Yeah. Simple question. I don't know how you get it wrong. Um, <laughs> but real quick, uh, just want to say Grammys are tonight. Are you guys Grammy fans or no? Not music stuff? Nah, yeah. I typically don't get into it. I'm, I think I had said it before. I'm like the really the only one I watch is the Oscars. I don't know. It just seems classy as AF, you know? Yeah. Uh, the Grammys. Let me see if I'm, yeah, no, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, if you were going to say, yeah, it's, just, it's going on right now, sir. <laughs> but, yeah. 
not watching it. Yeah, but uh, before we wrap up this uh, edition of Major League Talk, Dean, what is your final thought? life is Kobe Bryant and his daughter everyone else that was on board that that aircraft if you know you loved watching Kobe play as much as we did no matter what you're doing tomorrow which is a Monday or at any point just roll up a a, a piece of paper into a ball <laughs> and and maybe give a step back and then a step step back turn around close your eyes and yell Kobe as you're releasing that ball and there's a 65% chance it goes in, no matter what you're shooting at. So remember, folks, no matter what you're doing at work, take time to honor at least a sky hook, a step back, stick your tongue out a little bit, yell mm. Kobe, and shoot a paper ball for a trash can. Dude, I'm dropping 81 at work tomorrow, bet. 100%, dude. Like, I'm, I'm dropping 60 because it's my final time I'll shoot a ball. <laughs> Yeah, man. Legends never die. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at JD with Sports and Instagram at JD with Sports.co. You guys got anything else? Mom out. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes. Rest in paradise, King. Rest in paradise. Follow you into the jungle.